What's up, guys? We are back, episode eight of the SoCo Sessions. Joe, Erica, and Darren here. And what we're going to talk about uh, is kind of the flip side of goals. So we went over goals, how to set goals, how to work towards them, how to test them, all that good stuff. But the flip side of that is why people set goals, make a big hubbub about it, and then just kind of let it go away and forget about it and give up on them. So I think that there's three things that people tend to do with their goals that gets in the way of them actually accomplishing them. Uh, number one is being patient. Number two is the pain associated with chasing and going after a goal. And the third part of that is the failure of maybe never reaching that goal. So we're going to kind of cover those three things. So let's start with patience. Um, patience for me, as far as uh, goal setting goes, that's probably my biggest crux. That's my Achilles tendon, if you will. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm not a patient person. Uh, I never have been as a kid. Um, on the flip side, it helps me work harder because, you know, I just keep trying to keep trying to keep mm. trying, but um, it's it's the waiting period, right? Um, I know so a lot of people talk about, like, the microwave society we're in now and getting everything quickly. Um, I, I think I kind of have, I'm like a mix of old school and new school, and my mm. dad taught me to work hard for everything, but it was, and from an early age, I wasn't good at a lot of things, right. so I worked my butt off, and that's so hard, I worked so hard that I did start getting good at things and learn mm. how to get good at things. So later on in life, when I didn't immediately get a good, good at things, it was kind of an ego shot, right? right. And then, then I'm like, okay, is this for me? And I had to back up probably, you know, probably in my teens and stuff at school mm -hmm. and basketball. Basketball, like, I tell a lot of people basketball made me, you know, because of my stature and whatever. I had to make up for everything else. Right. I got, you know, tons of stories about that. But early on, I was like, you know, I, I don't know if I can do this because I've been practicing for, you know, six months, seven months, even like a year. And then finally, you know, I started seeing some progress. Mm. But as for patience goes, everyone loves to see progress. And when you don't see that immediately, again, it hurts your ego. It hurts your motivation, right. which I think is the key to keeping everything going. How to find somebody to stay motivated. Um, and then it, it can stop you in your tracks if you let it. Right. Um, I can't say it's often stopped me from uh, achieving my goals. But if that was the one thing I could attribute it to, it would be that. Mm -hmm. um, and if it didn't stop me, it definitely slows me down. Right. I think um, the... The patience and ego tie is kind of the big one that you talked about. Like, it's hard to not be good at something. It's hard to work on something you're not good at. And to always feel not good at it starts to chip away at your ego. Absolutely. And so I think that for people, that's kind of the patience part of it. It's like, they don't feel good at it. Let's take workouts, for example. Mm -hmm. Let's say that they don't have double-unders. So they're always falling behind in a workout on double unders. Mm -hmm. They're always whipping themselves with the rope. They're always feeling like they're not getting any better. So what they do is they just give up and they just go to single unders for the rest of their life. Sure. And like, that's fine. And then their workout times come back up. But the problem was that they weren't being patient because if they would have just ridden it out a little bit longer, you know, they may start getting those double unders. They may start increasing those reps. They may start catching back up in those workouts if they're just a little bit more patient. But it's hard to let your ego get in the way of the patience. Gotcha. A good, a good story I have about that. Um, again, patience is just important in life, period. So you've got to learn that. But when you apply it in workouts, you can deliver it to the rest of your lives. Right. I remember when I was trying to get a muscle up, I think it was like two or three summers ago, and you had me go through some transitions. I think it had been like, man, two or three months. And I know that's not long for some people and really mm -hmm. long for others, but I was just super frustrated. I was barely and almost getting one, and I wanted to do one for a workout. Yeah. And you didn't let me. And I was actually, you know, never mad, but... You didn't let me do that, and you made me do transitions. And so the whole workout, I felt like a schmo because I was doing everything else and just doing ring transitions. <clears throat> and then after the workout, after I was all tired and sweaty and breathing hard, you were like, hey, 
go hit a muscle up. I'm like, no, I'm way too tired. And you're like, just go hit a muscle up. Try it. I tried it and I nailed it like the first time. Right. It was, like, it, it was just, just immediate. Yep. And yep. it just happened. And, you know, that comes from, I mean, that instance wasn't patience at that instance, but patience for the whole time putting up with it and not trying it every workout. Right, and being you know? patient and doing what you said, like the transitions. Sure. Every workout, day after day after day. Sure. And like, finally, I saw that one day, like, I just saw that it clicked. You didn't know it had clicked, but it had clicked, like, physically. I yeah. was like, all right, go. It's time. Like, get up there and try it, and boom, you hit it right away. Yeah. So letting your ego not dictate your patience is a big deal. Sure. I think that another part of that, and that, that kind of plays right into ego and patience, is the pain aspect of goals. So one thing I always come back to, if you ever have read Tony Robbins' stuff, he has this concept of pain. He talks about short-term pain and long-term pain. And he it's essentially a scale. Like the short-term pain will outweigh the long-term pain, or the long-term pain will outweigh the short-term pain. So what I mean by that is, let's take going out to eat the short-term pain for a lot of people is going out to eat with their friends and either not eating or eating a salad. That's short-term pain. But for most people, that short-term pain is so extreme that it overtakes the long-term pain of them being unhealthy with how their body is. Another part of that, let's say you look in the mirror and you don't look the way that you want to. So that's long-term pain. You always look in the mirror, you don't look the way that you want. Um, but what you do is instead you overcome that with short-term pain by going and buying yourself new clothes or going and getting a manicure or a pedicure or getting your hair done or whatever. So you're essentially doing all these little short-term pain things and overcoming that long-term pain so that you're never forced to achieve that long-term goal because you're letting these two pains kind of outweigh each other all the time. And so it's the same thing like with you and muscle-ups. The short-term pain for you was having to do transitions in the workout or you know it would have been easier for you to do pull-ups instead sure. or to do ring dips instead but the long-term pain of never being able to do a muscle up weighed more for you so you're able to do that and i think that's a really hard thing that people struggle with in terms of goals is they are not able to give in to the long-term pain or what we'd call like suffering essentially is what i attribute it to and so they're always trying to solve this short-term pain that they have they're always trying to like get rid of that short-term pain instead of just dealing with it and getting rid of the long-term pain of never hitting that goal and then to get to that goal you have to make sacrifices right like there's times if you want to get double unders instead of just sitting over in our <coughs> little lounge area over there um, get off your phone, go hit some double unders. It took me six months to get my double unders. And you guys remember, I'd have like whips all over my arms of just spending time and time again of trying those double unders. Um, so I'd take away my social hour before the workout started and I'd sacrifice that time to go work on things I'm not good at. Same with pull-ups. I'd get here a little bit early, I'd go through my pull-up transition, right. sacrifice that time of doing whatever, and then I eventually hit I mean, my goal. That goes back, if you talk about, like, again, that concept of short-term and long-term pain, the mm -hmm. short-term pain is you putting your phone down. Mm -hmm. Like, that's short-term pain, but the long-term pain is you not having double-unders. Yeah, and exactly. So not having the double-unders was more painful to you than being on your phone. Yeah. You know, so that's where you have to weigh those two things. I remember when I was doing double-unders, Kristen could do them and I couldn't. And it was like the <laughs> only movement that she could do that I couldn't do. So I remember I'd go out in my garage and I would just do double-unders <laughs> forever. And I would wake up in the morning and my calves would be so sore and I'd be all, like you said, all whipped up. And I just worked and worked and worked until the first time that I could do like a hundred unbroken. And I was like, all right, I've got it. Yeah. And like still we go back and yeah. forth, but really like I worked so hard 
because the long-term pain of me being a CrossFit coach and Kristen being able to do double unders and me not outweighed any short-term pain of me like just scooping it to the side and like moving on. Like I had to solve that long-term pain problem for myself. So I took all, all you know, every chance I got in the garage to just work on it, work on it, work on it. For the record, she's really good at double unders. She is. I don't know about that. So, but, yeah. Um, from pain, uh, I have a different perspective of that because <clears throat> I've always so I've been told I'm a good glutton for pain or whatever. I actually like it. I like to be there. <clears throat> I like to hurt a little bit. Um, sometimes, you know, and I to the fall not sometimes. Not on the airdyne. Not on the airdyne. <laughs> airdyne is a whole other podcast. We're not going to talk about that. That's my, uh, yeah, that's my, that's my kryptonite. So we're not talking about that. As well. uh, other, no, pain is just like something like I've always like, comes from like my dad instilling hard work in me mm-hmm. and I don't think until you hurt for something or work that hard for something right. that you deserve the end result of it so I know when I'm hurting and when I hate it and I do it right it's 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 going to be good at the end mm-hmm. right you know pain is pain is only temporary and a lot of people I know you're not a huge Eric Thomas fan but he has right. the he has the um you know if you're going through pain go through it you might as well get a reward from it right. you, you know so that always sticks in my head a lot um yeah. but just when you're going through that and you know it's there, I think you, you know you're on the right path, right? right? And then at the end of it, I mean, pain no matter what it is, whether it's three minutes, five minutes, a year, and you know, even longer than that for some people, mm-hmm. for different things, um, it's always temporary. Right, right. Like we, I don't know that you should ever love pain, right? Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying, for real though, but I mean, I think that you should learn to work with pain. Mm-hmm. You should like you said, like realize the benefit of being in pain for a little bit. So, you know, sacrificing stuff, take that little bit of pain that comes with sacrificing something and use it to your advantage sure. to get this huge joy out of it later on. You yep. know, like walk in the gym, put your phone down, sacrifice like what's going on on Instagram because it's going to be there when you get back, mm-hmm. even though you're not looking at it right that moment and put in work on something that's going to bring you way more value later sure. on. Like mm-hmm. short-term pain, long-term pain, short-term game, long-term game, like same thing. Something you just triggered in my mind is like, here's one thing that helped. Know the pain is going to be there. Right. Like, know the pain is going to be there. Be ready for it. If you think it's going to be three minutes, tell yourself it's going to be five minutes. Right. Then it's over a little quicker. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, like I said, like you were just talking about, it's temporary. It's, it's going to be fine. Going to and when away. you see the growth after the pain you put in or the mm-hmm. sacrifice you put in, guess what? The next time you run into something like that, it's going to be easier. It's going to be easier. It's going to be easier. It's never easy. You know, but it's going to be, you're going to know where you are, have a better mindset about it, attack it, and know your goals at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So let's take those other two and talk about our third one, failure. So like failure is something that people just cannot get over. You know what I mean? Like it's such a weird thing for people when they fail because it's this like your life's over if you fail at something, you know, like let's just say, let's just take the workout gas mask yesterday. Let's say that you're patient. You are like going at the same speed the whole time. You're really uncomfortable, so you're feeling that pain, whatever. You finish and you didn't get a PR. And like you had a PR in your head the whole day and like you're totally committed to it. You've been doing endurance training, you've been doing all this stuff, you don't get it. Like people hate that failure so much. Mm-hmm. Flip side of that, let's talk about doing your very first CrossFit workout. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you finally get yourself up to the gym, like you finally go through that pain and you have to go to the board and you write your score down as the slowest score of the day. You know, like for a lot of people, that's a failure and they hate that feeling. But I think that they have to realize it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you mm-hmm. fail, it only matters to you, mm-hmm. but it should only matter for a brief second. Absolutely. It should only matter enough for you to be re-motivated to try mm-hmm. again. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And, you know, along those <coughs> lines, like 
when Erica couldn't do her strict pull-up, she failed that goal the yeah, first time. I did. Like, yeah. Nobody knows that. Yeah. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> you know, whoever was in the 5 p.m. class yesterday and got the slowest time on the board, nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody knows who that was. Yep. Only that person, and they're only letting them, it bother them because of their ego. Sure. Because they're not being patient in putting in the work, doing the things that they need to do to move up that board you know, to start reaching the goals that they want to have. They're being impatient, they're letting their ego get in the way, and they're kind of being scared of that, like, pain. Like, just put the pain of the slowest time on the board up there. Gotcha. You know, who cares? Nobody cares. It's nobody, nobody absolutely nobody, right. but yourself, I mean. Right. And I think that <clears throat> people just make failure the end-all, be-all. You know, it's either black or white. There's no, like, almost there. It's not a It's not a stair step to them. It's like, I failed. It's over. No, I'm, I'm ruined. I'm not who I am. You know, like, they take this identity from failure even a perceived failure, and they just put so much weight on it. Like, take the weight off of it. Put the weight on your goals and achieving that goal. You're insane. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do you want to yeah, go yeah. yeah, yeah. So, okay. like, the first time I went to, when I went through that pro- progression of doing the pull-ups, like, I was going through the whole four weeks of it. I was doing everything as prescribed every day. And then it was when it was testing day and mm-hmm. I couldn't get it, I was, I was really upset. Like, I've been doing CrossFit for five years. I can't even do it body weight pull-ups. I was so upset. And so I stopped for about a month and then I was like, you know what? I need to get this strict pull-up. I want to start butterflying my pull-ups. I need to be getting a a muscle up eventually. (laughs) So I was like, I need this strict strength before I uh, do that. And so I I went through the progression again. I I wasn't even that strict with it this time, but I was still doing everything. Um, And when the testing day came, just was it Friday? Mm-hmm. I didn't even, I didn't want to hop up there. I didn't want to be scared of right. failing again. Um, Keaton made me hop up there and I went through it and it was, the first one was pretty easy. The one that we got a video of, I was struggling a little bit more, but <laughs> it, it was, and then I went on and did the workout doing yeah, one every round. So I, I think I did, absolutely. I think I did five total that day. Like the first time, like even when I was smaller, I don't think I could ever do a strict pull up. So, I've always been weak of her body. Talk about. <laughs> What you just said, like you had that fear of failing. Oh, I was so scared. What was that fear? Like, what? Tell me and describe what was going on. And what made you beat it? Like, this is really, (laughs) at the end, this goes back to goal setting, right? What made you beat it? Was your eyes on the prize? Was it like, I I just wasn't going to let this up? Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, so I, I didn't want to hop, there, hop yeah. up there because I was like, if I fail this, like, I'm just going to quit CrossFit. Like, I've been doing this yeah. too long. Like, I'm a coach. I need to be able to be doing strict pull-ups. And so I really did not want to hop up there. I even, like, jumped on the bar and, like, hopped back down. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And Keaton's like, get up there. And so I did it. Um, and it happened. And it was, like I said, it was pretty easy. But, um, yeah, I, I like I said, I knew I had to do it at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't just keep going through the – progressions and then never t- try it because then oh, like sure. if you keep practicing for it and then never attempt it like <laughs> on doing like lifts if you keep doing like percentages and then never go for a one rep max you're never going to know if you're, you're stronger never know if you're gonna exactly right. yeah Once you have that like perceived failure in your head mm-hmm. all right before you even did a pull-up mm-hmm. you had perceived that exactly you were failing. yeah and i think exactly. that's a big thing to point out to people is like if you're going to set a goal if you're going to be patient if you're going to go through the pain if you're going to do all this work Put in your head that you're gonna get it. Yeah. And Visualize it. Fail, yeah. Every like, time. No yeah. big deal. Yeah. You fail. Big, big effing deal. Like, <laughs> try again. You yeah. Know? Go for it. Don't, don't count yourself out before you even have tried. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was good that like you stood at the bar, you stared at it, and you're like, oh my god, what if I don't get this? And it was good that somebody else was there. To the be accountability. Like, no, just get up yeah. and try it. You know. Yeah. Accountability is a big thing, mm-hmm. and it kind of takes away that perceived failure mm-hmm. to make you realize it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, failure. I got a lot. I got a lot of stuff on that, but. <laughs> All the greats, and I'm, I'm a big sports dude, but all the greats, and even people that aren't in sports, like 
they embrace failure. Mm -hmm. They almost love failure. I mean, I guess no one loves failure, but it's like something they know that's got to go along with the process to get what you want to do. I think they respect failure. Okay, I like that. I like that a little better. You know, even Michael Jordan has this quote that talks about missing 9,000 shots, being trusted with 26 game winners and missing those. And the reason why he's failed all those times is why he succeeds. Right. You know, so for me, I I don't hate failure. Am I scared of it? Absolutely. But that's something I want to tackle head on. Um, (laughs) Great story about me. The first thing I ever did besides gymnastics or competitive sport was baseball. Mm-hmm. And it was pitching machine, and I didn't play t-ball like the other kids or anything like that. And that year, and I'm not ashamed to say anymore, I have been in the past, but um, I hit the ball twice. <laughs> I mean, I, I got to bat a lot, you oh, know? Yeah. I was the right field kid at that point, yeah. and I hit the ball twice. And once was a foul ball. I'm going to count that. <laughs> no, I was horrible. I was horrible, you know? And, you know, my dad was like, you got to keep out and get out there and try. You got to keep on getting out there and trying. You got to keep, you know, and I was just tired. I'm like, dad, I'm just not good at this. And then... You know what? I hit that ball at one time. I'm like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. So, dude, from that time on, I just like that was a lot of failures. I don't say, well, I think we're like failures. 12 games and all the practices and stuff. Like, I think one of my foul balls hit somebody's windshield or something in practice. You know, it was very discouraging at an early age. I think I was like nine. Yeah, yeah, but then I, to my head, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do this. I did not put. A, I picked up a baseball and then rain or shine every day until the next season. Mm-hmm. And the next season. I, did, I only missed the ball three times. Yeah, and so I was like, it was awesome, but it was like, you know, so failure that early, like, helped. I'm like, okay, cool. So if that happens again, you can do that again, you know. Um, and now that, you know, I've failed at many, quite, quite a few things in life, right? But I still think I prevail at the end of the day. Um, and then one thing I've read recently, I guess in the last five years, was no lessons, no losses, only lessons. Right. Right? So if you learn from everything that happens to you, you just carry it on to the next step. And... You know, turn a failure into win at some point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, along the same lines, we've been talking like ego and failure and patience and all that. Like, you failed how many times in your life? I don't know about any of them. Like, I don't know about yeah. any of your failures. You know, all I see is like you putting in work and going after your goals and stuff. Erica's failed how many things in her life? Like, I don't know about it. So, we've got to get the, our own personal egos out of the way in terms of failing. Because, like I said, nobody cares. If you write the slowest time on the board, nobody cares. Really, on your baseball team, if you don't. If you strike out, maybe it's, you know, <laughs> bottom of the ninth. I got made fun of. I got made fun of. For a little bit, but eventually it goes away. Do they remember yeah. now? They don't remember. No. Do they? they don't remember. <laughs> Unless, you know, there's a couple of sports history, but we're not pros, so it doesn't matter. But you know what I mean? Like, don't be afraid to fail because at the end of the day, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And it goes away and life goes on. And so we've just got to get out of this, like discomfort of failing and sure. like being scared of the pain of failing and the pain of putting in work and all that that's why people don't reach their goals because mm-hmm. they're scared mm-hmm. you know, they're impatient they're scared they're scared of pain they, all those things yep 